Take up. It's Runson leading by length. Arcademus, then Cuba faced us. Now Windstorm running on below the 200. Runson Arcademus stopping. Here's Windstorm and faced us going with him. Windstorm just in front of faced us. Windstorm, a half favourite wins. Windstorm from faced us. Third. How good is Windstorm? You know what? I'll tell you what he's not, not as good as Pike. William Pike, mate. Four winners in the weekend at Caulfield. Take a bow, son. Of course, it is Fergo here. Welcome back to the Fergo's Tips and Slips podcast. We have a massive episode this week, and I mean massive. You probably look at the length of it when you clicked onto it from wherever you've come from and gone, geez, Louise, a bit of a incline in length. I do apologise, but also don't, as the content today is top-notch stuff. Obviously, Caulfield Cup and Everest weekend. I'll be covering those two races, plus a few others, not as many as usual, but I have a cracking Caulfield Cup coverage for you. Um, I've got my mate Sam from the Punt Hub. Punt Hub, check it out. He's a European, I guess you'd call him, expert. Uh, he's shed insight into European horses for us in the Caulfield Cup and also some insight on Australian horses. That will be the first um, interview, it will be the first race. The interview will be, obviously, the Caulfield Cup slash interview will be the first thing in the podcast besides in the recap. I don't have much time at all to cover a recap, but Winston, my best bet one, I had pretty dismal results away from that at Caulfield. A few nice placings. Big, big Kev, great tipping, mate. Two winners, I think, out of three letters into. So get around him, get him on again sometime shortly. I can reassure you of that. But without further ado, we're going to go to the Caulfield Cup coverage and interview. Thank you in advance, Sam. And on the flip side, I'll catch you then. G'day, guys. Fergie here with the mentioned Caulfield Cup slash, oh, sorry, preview slash uh, interview with my mate Sam. How are you going, mate? Oh, not bad. All good. Yeah, so as I said, we're going to uh, preview the Caulfield Cup in essence. So I'm not going to ask you to tell us too much about your life story. But as I mentioned before we came on to the interview, you've got a bit of insight for us on the European imports. How exactly did you get into the overseas racing, in particular Europe, I assume, is your strong point? Yeah, so uh, basically working night shift over here in the West, sort of 9 o'clock kickoff time was kind of smoko yep. time. So you, you sit down and, and you watch the races. And then, yeah, just I just yeah got into it doing that way and just started doing... Form and odds on old tab touch and yeah, Fair enough. from that. Um, so I'm going to quickly say the obviously race nine is the Caulfield Cup. This will be the first race I preview on the podcast. I'll get out of the way. Um, Caulfield's a good four currently. There's rain expected, so I think it will dip into the soft range, but most of these animals it shouldn't affect them too much, I don't think. Um, rails in the true position, obviously a group one over the 2400, $5 million prize money, and we're going to start with number one, Anthony Van Dyke, trained by Aidan O'Brien, ridden by Hugh Bowman. Over to you, mate. It's obviously an import from Ireland, I think. Uh, look, he's the, the big name coming in. Um, look, he was a derby winner at three years old. Um, you know, he raced up against the likes yep. of Japan, um, who we've seen not do that well this year, but has raced in the, yeah. the Arc uh, de Triumph. Um, look, Last, what was he? Uh, 5th of June, I think, was probably his most catching run for my eyes. Yep. He ran second behind uh, Gareth at Newmarket, and it was a really, really leaders dominated track. And he made yep. up probably one of the only horses that made up ground that day. Um, he didn't do that well on the soft at Ascot, but I, yeah. you know, I wouldn't hold it against him if it's a, if it's a five or, or that. Um, yeah. And then at Longchamp, um, in the pre defense Boy, um, he beat Stradivarius um, yep. and Nagano Gold and Nagano, um, over the 2400 and was, yeah, looks really impressive. Yep. Um, the 50, the queries on him, obviously, 
Uh, he's drawn barrier 21. Yes, yeah, so I quickly mentioned. I think he'll go forward from that barrier, won't he? Just for people. They get put off by Caulfield being maybe a leader spice track at times. He's expected to go forward, I think. But who knows? I think from what I've been reading, um, with the bigger weight and the yeah. light barrier, he will roll forward. Um, yep. Yeah, look. Who knows? I, I couldn't have him at seven. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right, number two is Avilius, trained by James Cummins, written by John Allen. This is the horse I'm pretty keen on at $34, and what are we getting? $9 to place currently. Um, Now, this horse has had three runs in mispreparation, and was, the first two runs are pretty plain, but last time behind Colding over the 2000 at Rowing Week, I was taken by how he really got going late. Um, He's running this race in the past, I believe, and he came fifth last year's in Caulfield Cup, or sixth, sixth, sorry. Um, I think... This horse, it needs to be a soft track, and I think, as I noted, we will get that, I believe. I know we're man, but should go close enough. The query for me is the gate against same with Anthony Van Dyke. These two top weights who are good horses have been both been knocked by their gates, but if it can get a soft track and a good run, I think $35 is a bit of a treat for Avilia. So we're going in my top four, and it's the best rough in the race for me. Number three is Val Declare. Um, I think he is going a lot better this time last year. We're getting 34s and 9s, exact same as Avilius. I can't really find much positive. His first two runs in this preparation have been terrible. Damien Oliver does stick on him. I'm not sure he had any other choices, but not to. Um, John Barrier 18 will go forward, but I think he's been a bit knocked by the handicapper this time. In last preparation, he obviously won the Melbourne Cup. I don't think we've seen that again this prep. Can't have for mine. Number four, Buckhurst, another Irish input, I believe, trained by, I don't know who that J is, but Jay O'Brien, written by Ben Mellon, carrying 55 from Barry 9. What have you got to say, mate? Uh, Joseph O'Brien. Oh, Joseph, there you go. So uh, it's O'Brien horse, Joseph yep. O'Brien, you know, the O'Brien family's a big name yep. in Ireland. Um, look, he was really impressive in all-age stakes at the Curra. Um, that was back in June. Yep. Probably, he actually beat Sir Dragon A and he beat New Marion. Um, so I think... To Dragon A's heading over here. Numerian was then beaten by Armory um, in a Curra Group 3, so this could be a good form line with Armory coming yep. over as well. Mm-hmm. Um, last race, he was five lengths off the winner, um, beaten by Up Helly um, A, who since ran second in a Group 3. Um, yep. Look, He's carrying 64 that day, short. I think, 63 and a half. That's a big effort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, he's... he's. I, I'd need a bit more for, to, than to take him. I think um, he was excellent at the car. Yeah. Just hasn't been up up since, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's better game than Anthony Van Dyke, but uh, this speed must unreliable as it gets, but I'm not going to even try and guess where he's going to sit, but... Yeah. Um, Number five, Mirage Dance is sort of an import. This is his second Australian prep, isn't it, I think? Yeah, last year he ran third in the uh, Caulfield Cup. Yes. So how's the form on the board here? Um, last prep he won, yep. last race, I won the Group 1 Metropolitan over the same distance at Randwick. And we're getting $20, which is a bit of overs, I think. But he's carrying, what's he got, 55, which, actually, no knock on the way. I'm not going to say, I thought I said 58. So never mind that. The, the barrier, he'll sit on the pace. Not a lot of it expected. As I said, Anthony Van Dyke probably goes forward, but you can't really cement that in as he obviously his first time in Australia. He could miss the kick for all we know. But I think Mariah Jansen is on the pace. If he gets an easy run of it, I think Craig knew it. He's, he's an okay jockey. He should be able to give it every chance. $20. I'm not going to be loading into it, but also not a bad roughie in the race, along with, as I mentioned, Avilius. Number six, Mustajir. Now, there's no point talking about this. I don't see how this thing has any winning chance. Do you tend to agree with that one, mate? Yeah, look, he, like I said, I'll just say Mirage Dancer, I think, yep. um, it's down one kilo from its third yeah. last year. 
um, it actually finally showed up. I had big hopes for it yep. last year, and I reckon it. I reckon we're getting over yeah, this. Yeah, yeah Master Gear yeah. showing nothing. I don't expect it to run anything. Um, I've been off this horse all preparation very early, and I think I'm finally going to jump on the, uh, the bandwagon number seven, the f- current favourite five dollars. John Barry eleven, which is actually quite a good draw, I think. Mark Zara will be able to present her midfield, holding the three wide with cover train, which is what she wants. Um. Look, last start, she was very good in the Group 1 Turnbull over the 2000 at Flemington. She fended off her two stable mates, Toffee Tongue and Fincher, also in this race. We'll talk about them shortly later. But she's got the best form on the board, this preparation in the race. Um, I can't see the soft track, as I mentioned, soft track is what you want again. But the good track, it's not the most ideal, but it won't set her back too far. It's a soft track. She'll be very hard to beat here, $5 currently. Um, I'll go. I'll, she's most likely on top of. I'll reveal that once we finish covering all eighteen of these. But we'll go on to the next one, number eight, Dashing Willoughby. I think is how you pronounce it. The British import, Barrier Two, A Boarding, Michael Walker. What have we got for us, mate? Yeah, look, I think this is more a lead-up horse, uh, lead-up race for him. Um, yep. He's actually beaten Cross Counter over the over the two miles. So I think yeah. um, this could be a more sit and watch um, look towards the Melbourne Cup. Hit the line um, late type jobby. nomination. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, number nine, Finch. He's also a great British import, but he's had, I think, three preps in Australia now, so not much of an import anymore. Out of Waller Camp, ridden by Damien Lane, barrier 12. Um, this horse loomed to win this race last year, but peaked on his run late. Did similar in the Melbourne Cup almost. Um, out of Frankel, he's a good horse, Finch. $12. It looks on target for this race, but I reckon it was a bit of a gut buster last start, but I... I think Waller will he'll have him right. Uh, I, don't, I can't really knock him. Barry 12 probably also goes forward along with Rice Jensen, Anthony Van Dyke. On on pace, will give us a sight. Well, not me, really. I'm not going to be backing him, but will give a sight. Goes in the first fours and trifectas in my eyes. That's number nine, Finch. Number 10, Prince of Iran, the globe trotter, you could call him. He's an import. Charlie Fellows trains, ridden by the best female jockey in the land by a length, in my opinion, Jamie Carr. What do you got for us, mate? Look, uh, he he's had a couple of had a couple of runs all like all over the place. Um, he was third at Newmarket uh, behind um, Nyaf Road over the thirty two hundred. Yep. Disappointing in the Gold Cup at Ascot over the four thousand. Yep. But again, he's running length against the likes of Stradivarius, Nyaf Road, and Cross Counter. Uh, his yep. last run in the September Stakes at Kempton Park was actually a pretty good hit out. Carried the fifty nine yep. and a half kilos and ran good solid third behind Prince. Uh, Enable. Um, he was pretty close to the second, uh, Kirsten Bosch. Yep. Uh, look, he runs really well in Australia. He's run second and third in the Herbert Power Stakes um, yep. over the last two years. We've known what he's done in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, I think he's real overs. I th- he's getting on a bit, but he's he's a professional. I think 18 and $5, five dollars yeah. for the place. Definitely one in the exotics, yeah. um, if not a cheeky each way. Yeah, I think John Barry 19. Uh, I do trust Jamie Carr, but it could be a bit sticky from out there. But uh, as I say, Jamie Carr oh, goes good. I think good. he'll probably. Yeah. I think he'll go forward. Yep. He'll push a uh, bit beyond yep. the pace. Do you reckon yeah. he'll go to the Melbourne Cup after this again? Is that the what you expect? Um, I think well, he'll go back. He'll go to the um, probably go to the Geelong Cup again. Yep. I'd say. Depends um, how this run goes. Yeah, I guess. he'll have this. Will be yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he goes to Melbourne Cup. Um, number 11, Master of Wine, Hayes, Hawks, Williams combination. That's three respect to them. Pretty fond on his chances. He's had three runs in this prep, and they've all been leading to this 
he wanted in his distance range. Um, he was, I think he was an early favourite at the start of the year, maybe Master of One for this race. I'm not too sure. Yeah, he was pretty, yeah. even a couple of runs back, look, he was uh, pretty getting toted yeah. as that. Um, look, he was all right in the, the turn ball. I wouldn't have him at $8. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, he matched very well from Barrier 7, and Craig Williams is probably as informed as it gets. He always just seems to be in form. I think yeah. it does rely on a bit of luck, maybe, and having pace on as he get, tends to get back. But he might sit a bit more forward with, obviously, he's being a further race. He only carries 53.5, which I think is a big tick, giving a lot with Anthony Van Dyke, giving him five kilos, for example. Um, you can't really knock him. I mean, you could say he's a yeah. bit of unders, but, you know, he has to get a very light chance. Number 12, the chosen one, I'm just going to rule a line through him. I was on him last start, and that was horrible effort. I don't see how he backs up and gives a sight here. Number 13, last year's Derby winner warning. Um, I'm not too fond of his chances from Barrier 20 either, really. He's shown a bit in these first two starts of preparation. Might go to a Melbourne Cup. If he draws all right, could give a sight for Australia, but not too keen on him. Now, number 14, Dallas, and I believe you told me a few moments ago you're pretty keen on him. What have you got to say? Have you got anything at all? I I just think we're, with the, the weight he's got from, um, what's he got, say, very elegant, yeah, he's, he's got, got 52 and a half. And a half so Gary Ogden's got 55. So, um, yeah. He's giving it weight. I think stretching him out for stretching him out for the, the 2400, I think this is his race. I think the best dog on Australia. board <laughs> who seems to be in yeah, seems to be yep. in top form. Seemed found his yep. stride over there was brilliant yep. on Ole Kirk. Um I think 13s and 4s is well and truly worth a, Another an live rate. chance struck by a bit of a barrier dilemma, but as we said, Pikey, in Pike we trust. Uh, Pikes, yeah, Pikes Obviously, he was close up behind Russian Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was close up in Russian Camelot, behind Russian Camelot over 2,500 in, in autumn in the Tab Derby, so that's, if you believe the boom about Russian Camelot, that's some good for uh, him. Oh, he yeah, beat him one and a half beat, behind yeah, him over this. Beat warning there. Um, yeah. I think that the distance yep. um, will suit. Number 15, True Self. I think he's first up. He's sort of an import. You got anything to say? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, so... I don't have... Look, no. um, well, he run the Queen Elizabeth last year. Um, he yep. gets a lot of weight. Um, look, his form overseas is... Look, is, he ran in the Ebor, and he was putrid. Um, yep. Look, at Cork, he didn't run behind much either in the Oaks. Look, his best one, he ran fourth behind Magical. Yep. Um, but yeah, he was a fair way back. Beat he carried the 62 yeah. kilos. Yep. But gets the 52 kilos. I don't see him, mention. He's pretty down don't on the see him doing much. Fair enough, yeah, my neighbor. I didn't really. Nothing struck me. Number 17, Toffee Tongue. Chris Waller, Mickey D. Now, this thing, um, I think it's a bit of overs at $18. It's run last start at, what, 81s in the Trembles. Massive behind, very elegant. Draws softly. If Mickey D can get her a run, she'll be hitting the line, and I think she'll give a sight. Number 18, Chapada won his way in last start in the Habit Power, which I think is a very much weaker race. Drawn awkwardly, 26s, I think, reflects his chances. He'll need to lift to win. I don't have, I think number 19, so the first emergency right here in house is going to start with Actel being scratched, but I can't have any f- hope for that horse either. 10th Ten, in the wild, none, comp says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, none of the emergencies give me any faith in them at all. Um, so if any other them get us, look, San so Huberto, not really much. Yeah. Just third behind uh, Red Verdun. Um, I reckon it could be on a Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. Yeah, trajectory. Yeah. Um, 
the 22, number 22, Lidon Devay, if it does get a start, I reckon yeah. it could honestly give a bit of a, a knock at 61s. Um, yep. Beaten Communique and Desert Encounter. I uh, was third yep. in the Glory States um, at Goodwood behind uh, Pablo Escobar and Desencounter. Yep. Um, Encounter is sort of a, one of those consistent group three, group two horses always up there. Yep. Oh, I think it could give it a nudge. 71s, um, but it's relying yeah, a lot to get a start. Yeah. Hasn't even got it. Yes. Yeah. All right, so that's all the runners are narrowed down for you. Not narrowed down, but trimmed down for you. I've got a top four in mind. Do you have a top three or four you've got as well? Oh, top look, Anthony Van Dyke. I'd have him in my yep. top four. I I think look, he could be if he has beaten Stradivarius, and even though it's not Stradivarius's top distance, that's still one of the best horses yep. to have ever run. Um, I think the wide barrier will yep. hurt him. He'll carry the weight. I think the barrier might be the issue. Um, Dashing Willoughby, I like um, Prince of Iran, Mirage Dancer. Yep. I think will be up there. Um, Obviously, oh. Dallasan on top. I think I'd be silly not to have yeah. um, very elegant in the mix too. So, what's that about five in there? So, so we got so we got fourteen to beat. What you're saying? Seven, one, five, and eight around that. For yeah. Sam, for me, I'm going to put very elegant on top. I've got seven very elegant to beat, two Avilius to beat, number eleven Master of Wine to beat. I'm going to go. Look, if you want some value, I'll go to beat number nine, Finch. So that's Sam and I's opinion of the Caulfield Cup. Thanks a lot, mate, for coming on and giving us some European insight. I do appreciate that. No, thanks. Thanks for having on. Always happy to happy to talk. Um, anyone has ever has any questions about any you know Euro horses? Happy to give you some form or the punt hub is a place to yep. be. <laughs> yeah. Plugged it a few times, I'll plug it again. If it all goes well, we might have you back on for the Melbourne Cup special. Who knows, mate? But until then, good luck on Saturday. Yeah. Good luck for the Caulfield Cup. Thanks again. I'll talk to you next time, mate. You See too. You, all right, thank you. Yeah. Really informative stuff from you there, Sam. Thanks again, mate. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, once again, I have seven to beat two, 11 and nine in the Caulfield Cup, where Sam had Dallas and on top, number 14. Now, without further ado, I'm going to hop to uh, covering other races. I'm only going to cover races from Caulfield and also Randwick. So as mentioned, the Caulfield track's likely to be soft, very likely to be soft. Now I see the weather radar again, and Randwick's going to stay around the good, maybe a light soft um, range for Kosciuszko and Rand, um, Kosciuszko and Everest Day at Royal Randwick. <laughs> Talking of Randwick, we'll wait aside that for later. We'll go for Caulfield race three as the first race. I'll cover post Caulfield Cup preview and number two, albeit a maiden. I'm pretty keen on the chances of Osamu. Chris Waller is coming down to Victoria for this group listed 400 meter race. Colts and Geldings, Gothic States. Um, this three year old Colt out of exceeding itself has the superior form lines by length and length and straight in this race. His last two starts, he's been beaten 1.9 lengths and 3.5 lengths behind Wild Ruler. Now, I reckon if Wild Ruler was in this field, he'd be a dollar ten. Obviously, I mentioned he's a maiden, but he has run some great races behind good horses. And I think from Barrier 3, Damien Lane can take him to the lead. Not a hot temper expected. Out to win, and Torbeck might try and contest him, but he should be able to boot up from Barrier 3, as I mentioned, and hold it. All things matter for a win for this horse, in my opinion. So, start us off. Race 3, number 2 at Caulfield for me on Saturday. Now, race 4 at Caulfield, when you read it, it's a 
Caulfield Classic 2000 meters Group 3, three-year-old. You look at that and go, sheesh, what a tough race that was. But I reckon Alvarado, number two at $5.50 and $2.30, represents quite a good bet. Um, last study drew 14, he draws 10 so wide again, but he was wide the trip, improved around the corner six deep at Caulfield over the, sorry, at Flemington over the 1800 metres, and had the rest beaten when he came third behind Kuroko and Young Werver. Young Werver, I believe, is the current Victorian Derby favourite. Um, he was not even supported in the market that day, but he endured a very tough run and stuck on well, and as I mentioned, besides in the first two, the rest of the field was beat by him quite easily. Barrier 10, I think he will go back, um, maybe, I think he gets cover for sure. I'm not sure how far he sits back. Um, the likes of Mr. Wodger lets Carcadil and also, let me look here, Celestial Soul create a pace, an even enough taste to let the back markets have their chance. I reckon Alvarado has the class to beat these and go on to the Victorian Derby and do something, honestly. So race four at Caulfield, number two for me on Saturday. Race fives, oh, it's another interesting race. Two thousand meter group three, three old fillies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I looked at a couple, but I'm not confident enough to tip anything. So race five at Caulfield would be a no bet for me. Race six at Caulfield, we have two uh, New South Wales fillies coming down to Victoria to clash at top of the market. Race six is the Alingi Stakes, hundred meters group three. Sorry, group listed three old not fillies and maidens, fillies and mares. Oh, Jesus Christ, I butchered that. And number two, California Zimbal, number three of the two other two um, New South Wales horses I'm talking about. And I liked the first up run of California Zimbal, number two at $4.30 currently, second favourite. First up, Warwick Farm, who's beaten point two of lengths by Villamire, who's a very good horse. Like, Villamire wins this race, it was in it. And California Zimbal, first up, she, she held her first up record very intact, coming second. Her second up record is three starts for three wins. I believe she makes that four starts for three wins. Mark Zara takes the ride for the Snowden camp, and I believe he boots forward from Barrier 9 and probably sits outside the leader from within, I'm expecting, or she's a thief, maybe. Who knows? One of those two will lead, but I think Carvone Zimbal boots up from Barrier 9 and sits outside of it. Fatus is also drawn wide, but I think Carvone Zimbal is more aided by the wide draw than Fatus is. So I've, I can't knock Fatus's, um Form. First up, she beat Hilo in the biggest boom flop of the century, <laughs> Mask Crusader. Oh, geez, I don't even talk about that horse. Never backed it. Glad. It's been like, been like beaten on some favourite like five times now, I'd guess. So that form's decent enough. Hilo can't run well since. Um, but, yeah, race six, number two for me at Caulfield on Saturday. Race seven is a Caulfield sprint, and I'm going to stick with my blood with WA heart. I'm going to stick with Fabegino after she flopped first up at the Valley. Now, there was excuses. She missed the kick uncharacteristically, and she was gone. You can rip your ticket off after that. Um, Peter Naki goes back to WA. Geordie Charles takes the ride. Geordie Charles rode her to the victory down the straight at Flemington during the autumn, so no knocks and Geordie Charles taking the ride. Now, I expect there'll be a bit of a speed battle up front, Fabergino versus Alpha Oro, but Fabergino has to be one of the best early musterers I've seen. Alpha Oro, you can try to keep her out, mate, but there's no point trying, because I think that Fabergino crosses him, bowls along with a quick tempo, which is what she likes to do. Doesn't want us to sit and sprint. She wants to just bowl along and run them off their feet. I reckon she can do it. We're getting five and two dollars twenty. Good price to find out. Off Alpha Oro two ten sends a bit of unders to me. First up, he was good, but it was a nine hundred fifty-five second challenge at Mooney Valley. Steps up from that to a 
thousand meter group two at Caulfield. I don't know. So that's race seven for me at Caulfield, number two to win, Babagino. Race eight's the Munga Stakes, group three foiled and up, mains and eligible. And look, why would I hop off Windstorm and why would I hop off making my best bet? I'm going to do it again. Race nine, sorry, race eight, number nine, Caulfield, Windstorm, number nine. What am I saying? I'm repeating myself. I'm going a bit bonkers today. $2.70, my best bet, and I expect some late backing again. Look, last start, he was dominant. He was running off his feet, but then he was just too good. Um, Pikey was riding phenomenally. Hopefully, he carries that form along here. Gets back off the hot tempo with Morrissey. Shoots never one. Big good to your mother. More Vada will create it. Probably said it was last. No rise for me. Put him down the outside of Pikey. He'll win again. Simple as that. He's a second highest, sorry, third highest rider in the race. He's carrying 58 and 50 stars and straight seven one and carrying more weight. So gets him well under the set weights and penalties. Um, dangers to the best bet. You don't really want to hear me say one, but I reckon at inevitable number seven is ready to do something third up. But I'm pretty confident that in race eight, Winston will go back to back, week to week, best bet to best bet. Race 9, obviously, is a Caulfield Cup. Just cover that, so we'll skip it. Race 10, to get out stakes. I'm going to stick with Felicia. Last start, she was big in defeat, which she has been in two of the three starts. I want she won. Fiesta ran her down late, but she was the best horse on speed. Took over with 400 to go. Fought so hard to only go down in the last few strides, beating 0.7 of a length. Stays in the same, so it goes up to the group two. Stays at the same distance. Like, goes up to the 400 metres. I'm legit reading things so bad. But I think today there's not much pace on with Pretty Brazen, Madame Rouge, Perfect Jewel all go back. All those things happen to other things in the market. I reckon Craig Williams can get an easy lead here. I reckon Felicia can give these a galloping lesson with the light run. Next best for me in race 10, number 4 at Caulfield, Felicia. I'm only going to cover the two races from Randwick, but I'll quickly mention race five of Kosciuszko. My mate Scott, Scotty, who was on the podcast around a month ago, front page this race at about $4. Getting the exact same quote come race day, so he hasn't found us any early overs. Not yet at least, as it could be backed in. As I've seen the favourite It's Me has been drifting, as I saw some veterinary problems with her. So we could be getting some overs if deductions come in. We don't get it deducted, obviously, as it was a all-in bet. So, race five at Randwick number five. Kick it home, Scotty. Front page. Um, race six of Sydney Stakes is the 12,000, 12,200 metre race, group three. The consolation to the Everest, I guess you could call it, on the day. And I reckon the prize a very nice bet at $3 a toppy. He's an emergency for the Everest, I believe. Uh, he almost got a, He could have gotten a run, like, ahead of a dollar for dollar, honestly. I don't know. Um, his first up was massive behind Libertarian Classic Legend running past Nature Strip beating three and a half lengths. Second up, his five starts, been in the Cronulla for all those times. Speed map says Rachel King from Barry and I'm takes him back to last, but Adalong Prime Candidate, Special Award, Arafia, standout. Set up the perfect pace for the informed Rachel King to present him down the outside and to be too good for these. That's race six, number one at uh, Royal Randwick for the weekend. Deprive. It would be my best bet at Randwick, but still, Winston remains my best bet around the country. Race 7 is a tab Everest, and look, I'm not going to tip Nature Strip. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go too in-depth, but there's a few horses I'd leave chances to. Number 2, 3, 5, and 7, which I'll narrow this down to. Trekking, 
Classic Legend, Behemoth, and Geetra. And I'm going to end up going to back Trekking and Behemoth each way. Now, first up, Trekking was second behind Pippi in the Moya Stakes at Mooney Valley, where he was massive. Um, and second up, Trekking seven starts for five five Cronulla runs, even being wins. He mapped beautifully. Like he would be able to from barrier four jump, be restrained, and watch Dolphado and Nature Strip, Eduardo, Hopri on her all go bonkers up front. And Joshy Park can get a cheeky run down the inside and avoid all the tiring Dolphado dollar donkeys. I reckon Trekking's a massive chance. I think he placed in this race last year. I want to say he was third, or I think he was third. I'm not going. Don't quote me. Probably check, but that's a bit of an effort. Um, no, yeah, he was third. Just checked. <laughs> um, I think he can go better here. Um, Behemoth, he's the big fella. He did as well last start. Obviously, 1,400 down to 1,200, but as I mentioned, the hot pace on suits him. Turn it into a more of a staying 1,200 metre. Staying and 1,200 metres don't really go together, but more of a 1,400 metre type race. So, Nashville, Barrier 2. He'll get his chance late, so will Trekking, so... I expecting a hot tempo, which is why I've formed my selections around Behemoth and Trekking in the Everest for me this weekend. That rounds up the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Cheeky bit of a change up with another guest coming on and previewing a whole massive feature with me. Tipped other main races in my eyes. So without further ado, lads, we're one episode off the Cox Plate. We're two episodes off the Melbourne Cup. Two episodes off Derby Day, three off the Melbourne Cup. Spring is in the air. It's go time. And I hope we have found some winners for you this weekend. But until next Thursday, stay safe. Happy punting. Virgo out.